Welcome to another episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we want to thank today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is iIlluminate Events. You might have seen the work of Tom, the owner and co-founder of iIlluminate Events, at the Logan Square Auditorium lighting up the room for freelance wrestling, or at Marion Catholic High School illuminating the gymnasium for warrior wrestling. If you're looking for someone to light up your event, contact Tom via email at i.illuminateevents at gmail.com or you can give them a call at 224-408-6756 again that's 224-408-6756 make sure you visit his website i-illuminateevents.com and tell him two heels and a face wrestling podcast sent you now on to our episode Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, Freelance Snack Size. I, I want, want to believe. I want to believe. And heading into things that go bump in the ring, did you fan of Goosebumps growing up, yes or no, Chris? Sort of. Sort of. Because I did not... Like, I knew the books and I knew they were a big thing. I didn't actually go back and read them once I was able to read in the English language. Oh, yeah. That's a different experience. So, I, didn't yeah. think I thought you were just going to say once I was able to read, period. <laughs> yes, at the age of 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, well, they didn't make them in Spanish? I guess I'm sure the they 90s, did, but I, I mean, but... but that's the thing, right? At, at that point, I was already here. Okay. So if they made, I'm sure they made Spanish versions of it, but, but I you wasn't in the window. I, yeah, like I was already here, so I didn't okay. see them in Mexico, and then okay. here I saw them in English, and like yeah, I'm like I knew they were a thing, and they they looked cool. But you were still learning. The but language. yeah, okay. I didn't go back and read them. I like, I I know a few like because I think there was a did they release like like short movies or was there a show called goosebumps yeah they did really short movies short movies one right? of them really i think it was the one that's on the poster for uh-huh. things that go bump in the ring with the masks there was one yeah, with yeah. a bunch of masks mm-hmm. and then they all like kind of came to life at the end and they were all like anything with a floating head yeah by itself no body scares <laughs> the shit out of me okay so that one got me growing up um and I, yeah, I, I think it was more movie heavy that I didn't, I don't, I still don't read a ton. I try mm-hmm. to read. I didn't read a ton growing up. I'll tell you this. But, I've been reading a lot. Itzel uh, knows how to read apparently. And I think I told you briefly about that. Like okay. the teacher just found that out and she's like, Hey, you guys didn't tell me this. Like, this is stuff I should know. Yeah. Uh, Cause you were trying to, to get her accepted, right? You were yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to. Right. Cause the way the not, school system not, works is yeah. a little weird when you're in pre-K. Like if yeah. you know too much, then you don't need pre-K. Right, you can just skip and it. You can just skip it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, once the teacher found out, and we had parent-teacher conference last week, like, so we noticed she knows how to read. And <laughs> how did you skirt around <laughs> that question in the interview? Well, because they don't like it's pre-K. They're not gonna make you read anything like during the the testing oh, so that it she never does. Came up. It never came up. Oh yeah. Well, that's their fault. Right. For not asking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. she's like, I told her to stand on this red circle, and she said it said love. So then I was like, yeah, it says love. So what does that say? And then she just started like reading whatever she was pointing at. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, well, that's good. You know, we'll work on developing that area more if that's something she enjoys or whatever. So it was a good thing at the end. But yeah, the teacher was thrown off. Right now she's... Now I'm I'm reading books with her every night. Like what books? Whenever. Not at night, really. Are they good? Are they... Um, 
You know, little cats in the cradle. <laughs> There's uh, like whatever books the teacher will send them with books sometimes. Okay. Um, and right now we found uh, so we cleaned her room and she had a bunch of other like Disney books that were given to her at an early age. Okay. So and she's getting into Disney movie now. So like she has a Coco book, she has Cinderella, she has oh, all you're, these. You're Disney. giving her the classics, right? So yeah, so okay. she's going through the classics. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, she found that she had a Lion King book, so that was super crazy for her because she, you know, she loves the Lion King. Right. I mean, who doesn't? Um, she, I always say that she liked the Lion King before it was cool, before the movie came out, the recent one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And as soon as that came out on Amazon, we had to buy it because I wasn't going to take her to the, the movies all over again. Like That's already out on Amazon? Uh, it's di- digital, yeah. Oh, digital quick. is out, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, I've cool. been doing a lot of... Uh, I've been spending a lot of time with you till in the mornings. That's great. You're a great dad. Um, I try. You're, she right now is like, the, is like the kid who doesn't do like advanced math and just stays in the regular math, but, but, but <laughs> is the much. smartest person like in the math class. That's kind of... Not to her own, not right, her right, own no. fault, but that's what she's right, saying. Yeah. She's the brainiac in the room. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, one of the things that was important for me was that she was in, in school for... Uh, for socializing, right? I wanted her to socialize with, with right. kids, so that's right, right. that's what she needs to work on. And cool. So yeah, school's going good. And going back to Goosebumps, uh, mm-hmm. no, I did not read many. I just watched. I know I watched a few short movies. Yeah, in I think like I, honestly, I think class I did or too. something like that. Yeah, I think I definitely had more books. I definitely had more books than I read. Mm-hmm. Like I just had them, and like the covers look cool and stuff like that. Yeah, I would get some from the book fair and never read it. Um, what was the what were the books that uh, had the evolution of like there were kids that turned into animals or animals that turned into kids. Oh, and oh, like animals I was, that turned into kids. Yeah. Um, metaf- atomorphs or something like that. Those were books. Yeah. Okay. I remember that sounds books. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Animorphs. Animorphs. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I always like related those two. Like I, I thought that the same person like made those books. Did that? Did no, Stein? I don't think Arl so. Sign is the author. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. There was this, remember the, do you remember the books where it was like they would take a, they would take like a, a fictional villain, like the names of them were like vampires don't drink lemonade or something like that. Or oh, like zombies no. don't do this. Do you remember those books? Uh-uh. I feel like I gotta like look them up now because there was a ton of them. Yeah, and no, I don't remember If you were a 90s kid and you know what I'm talking about, then congrats. But <laughs> now I just sound like an idiot. But there was, I remember a bunch of books that I had too where it was like werewolves don't do this. Mm-hmm. And then it was like. The, the story was all about, like, how the camp counselor is, like, sort of a werewolf or something like okay. that. Okay. Does this ring a ball at all? No. Okay. Well, we can just move on because I've killed the momentum <laughs> of the conversation. Well, I want to believe. I want to believe. I think this was a great show. I fucking loved it from top to bottom. I think it was, yeah, it was very solid throughout. Yeah. There was the, no the way really The down. matches were placed. Yeah. It, like, some, some of them were shocking that, like, oh, shit, this match is here. Yeah. But... It it made for a great show. I think I only counted one schoolboy pin the whole night. <laughs> In the back of my head, at some point, I'm like, "Oh wait, did I see a schoolboy already?" Yeah. yeah, I always marking that down in my notes. I was like, "Okay, that's one." Just uh-huh. tallying, like waiting to get like six schoolboy pins. Um, but no, there was two, and there was two really awesome like pure wrestling matches in there. Like the matches where you just kind of get lost in what they're doing, mm-hmm. kind of wrestling matches. Yeah, that was the Monix Romo one. And oh yeah, we can get to it specifically, but um, and then the Grace Thunder Rosa match was mm-hmm. like a pure. I think even one of the announcers said it like a pure, pure wrestling match. Yep, it had 
uh, chaining and technical and like things like that. So right before we get into the match, uh, I wanted to point out, like we always talk about the commentators and we usually mention Sterling Richards. Um, but mm-hmm. I want to just put out the names as Zach Thompson, Kamal, yes. and Sterling Richard. Like, they do such a good job. Like, a lot of people in, you know, in the wrestling communities, they talk about, like, a two-man booth versus a three-man booth. Like, these three are such a cool combination. They really are. And they all bring different things to the table. Like, re-watching this on Independent Wrestling TV, it just gives me a different feel. Like, that's why I like going back and watching those shows. Yeah. You know, obviously, to refresh my memory from what I just watched, you know, couple weeks ago yeah but just getting that that experience is so much different than being there live yeah i completely agree with you huh? so, 100 shout out to them i don't know if this is just a thing but nicks is like loves aliens and, <laughs> and he uses the alien emoji with, yeah like, he's using his yeah. gimmick uh-huh i think that's kind of why the show was it's the purple this. bro it's mysterious and like right you know out of earthy like yeah um but yeah uh, we'll get into the the whole uh, Nick's being on the show. He hadn't been in a show in a long time. That's true. Like, uh, well, he was in the Rumble, but other than that, right? Still, there was still a break in between the Rumble. And yeah, like I think, it, like since their last title defense, probably when they lost the title against the War Horsemen. Yeah, I think that was Nick's last show working at his own show. I noticed that. I noticed he's kind of mm-hmm. taking a step back to, uh, I don't know, regather himself or allow other people to wrestle or just kind of be, run the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, talking about, you know, different things here. If we want to kick off the woman scramble match. Yes. The six woman scramble match. Hashtag she lands. She lands wrestling. Bro, like this match was pretty damn good. It. I don't. I don't. I didn't time it. I don't know if it was a quick match when I was there. Mm, yeah, it felt like it had the right amount of time when I rewatched it because it, I got lost in it so quickly. Uh-huh. Like I got roped in it so quickly and it finished so early or so quickly to me because I did not. I you lost were track. It. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun in this match. Yeah, I think everyone got their shit in. I think this is like some of this is like the future, almost mm-hmm. the present and the future. Yep. In this match, and uh, like Elena Black and Misa, Misa K and Blair Onyx, and just like people that, and Lenny Luck that we being, didn't know a year ago that we do yeah. now. Being a name that's being recognized all over now. Yeah, I agree. She That's that's why I said just not the future, but like the present. The present, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, Sterling Richard and Came Out were giving out facts about these women. And so, just real quick, Lenny Luck recently won a Rice tournament. I'm not exactly sure what that it means. was. The Rising Stars, the Rising Stars tournament, the promotion Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt I feared it was a tournament for Rise, but I didn't know what tournament she. And won. that's why she's wrestling at La Escalera, and she's wrestling for a title. I don't know if it's for their main one mm, okay. or for their mid card, but that's why she's on that poster. And, and we think we might go to that show. Yes, I actually I was going to yeah. talk to you about that. I definitely want to go. Yeah. It's November first. And so much wrestling. Uh, I'll have to check the schedule, but um, yeah, I want to go to it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elena Black, I really like. So I know she, you know, does the the card thing, the tarot card thing. Tarot but cards, this yeah. time she came out with the, you know, her little coffins that she brings to the ring now. Like it had pictures of all the contestants. I saw the photos. I wish they would have did like a close up of it because you couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't. That's that's a that's a constructive yeah, criticism yeah. to. To IWTV, but like a close up of it would have been great because I noticed it looked like a yeah I kind of noticed what it was and the announcer said it but I didn't get a good shot yeah. watching so it. so she tends to bring this coffin 
handheld coffin thing like around. Right. Um, and this time she brought it out and I saw like I saw a few pictures and I recognized like, oh, that's so and so from the match. So I was like, OK. And then they said it. So I thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost like a voodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing like I have a voodoo doll of you, almost mm-hmm. kind of vibe, like of my victims or whatever. Yeah, rest in peace, in peace. Elena Black did not pick up the win. Lainey Luck did with a unicutter. With a unicutter, yep. Real quick, uh, Kara Noya, she was trained by uh, Mr. Kennedy. And yeah, they said. I think the announcer said Noah, but it looks no. like Noya. Noah, or I'm wrong. Or uh, we don't way, know like, names. Yeah, I, exactly. That's <laughs> most likely yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening. Like, sorry, I killed your momentum. Uh, Go no, you're good. Um, I really liked her. Like she, like the spots that she had, it seemed like, I felt like she was the, the, the one that had less to do in the match. Okay. But what she did, like she grabbed my attention from the moment she walked out. Yeah, I think everyone did. Like Jody Thrower with the skateboard. Yeah. I felt like a bad Elena Black because she it seemed like she took the majority of the bumps, <laughs> but uh-huh. she's probably the easiest to slam because mm-hmm. of her size. Uh, but everyone got, that, everyone got their shit in, and Blair Onyx was, like, spidering. Right. Blair Onyx and Miss like, Kate, they were both debuting for freelance that night. Okay. So that was cool. Yeah. Miss Kate had, like, the... Um, Kind of looked, she looked like she was like uh, the checkered, like reminded me of Sami mm-hmm. Zayn. A little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's been at a few solo shows from right, um, you know, so so that's where I know her from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was cool that they were both making freelance debuts. There were a lot of debuts throughout this night. Yeah, and I think as per usual, freelance bring in new talent. Yeah, yeah, like always. you have your set roster, but you also bring they also tend to bring a lot of new people. Yeah, that's true. After the match, there was uh, an attack. By the following. By the following. Mm-hmm. And then the N-words came out. And then they beat the shit out. Atlanta Black took another bump. Yeah. And then they challenged the following to a tag team match. So Yeah. So this fuse. is just, uh, you know, story progression. Yep. And and it was cool. The the King Cobra from the N-words onto Warbear. Uh, who was it? Oh, yeah. That's what it's called. The 3D. Yeah. It's basically 3D. Right? It's basically 3D, but yeah. they call it a King Cobra. That was massive. Like the way uh, Bryce just leaped off and jumped so high, I was like, "Dude, like you're still in the air when the guy's already in the ground." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. I think that's the differentiator that makes it different. Three D, <laughs> right? Bryce's jumping ability. <laughs> Absolutely. Then uh, followed was uh, Isaiah versus Isaiah Velasquez versus Jody Fleisch. Jody Fleisch. Bro, this was the second match in the card, and it fucking blew my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a specimen. Yeah. Jody Fleisch is a specimen. That, he's 40 years old. He's 40 years old. That's like some peas on whatever, whatever PCO is drinking. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sharing Fleisch. from that. They're sharing. They're drinking from the same fountain of youth. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, or a drug that we don't know of. Or a drug that we do know of. Whatever they're doing. Um, there was an insane acai moonsault to the outside. The man did a backflip, like, running off the wall. Off the wall, right. I used to see that as, like, uh, did you ever have those, like, sixth to eighth grade dances growing up in, like, your park district? Okay. Did you ever have those? Not really. So, like, there was these, there was these dances at, like, this park district growing up, and that was, like, there was always, like, one super athletic dude that I didn't know that didn't go to my school, but he went to, like, uh-huh. the public school in the area or whatever. And he oh, could always do that move where he runs against the wall and does and a just backflip the flip. Of it. Yeah. And he did that. I just took me right <laughs> back to to being a young kid, shy to go ask a girl to dance. That's what Matt, back like to. this, uh, the Poison Rana, I guess that's what they called it, which was a, a backwards 
run up, oh, but yeah. just leaping off onto his shoulders, like no hands. Insane. Insane. And of course, the cronies are getting involved here. Yep. They still don't have a, a name. The school. The school, right? That's what I was thinking when I was like watching. I'm like, and I was yeah. putting notes down. I'm like, I wanted to put the school. I'm like, I they have don't the have school a name. in my notes. Too. The <laughs> like, school caused a distraction. That's bad. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool to to see them involved. And yeah, they're you know like, but I wanna I wanna see them on a match already. Okay, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, and Isaiah's won this match with a schoolboy. Right, that's it's, why they should be called the school. People <laughs> naming schoolboys. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, they still jump uh, Jody, but Monix comes in and saves the day. Yep. He clears the ring because apparently he has this still standing feud with Isaiah's. And then what I didn't like at the end of this is that Monix does not get an entrance. He just rolls in right into his match against Carlos Romo, which we talked a little bit about. Mm -hmm. It was fine for me, but I could see how it could take away. Yeah, like his entrance or Monix's entrance is such a, a big part of his character. It is, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, so heels and heels were there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So did you talk to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to them and, uh, you know, they, I talked to them after the show. They really liked it. Like they met, they they got to know a new, a few new wrestlers or whatever. So that's when I'm like, as I was thinking back, I'm like, oh, they didn't see uh, Monix's entrance, which is so unique. True. You know? True. So. Um, were they cool? I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're pretty nice. Uh, they went. Uh, it was both of them, uh, Car- uh, Karma and Carolyn. Yep. With uh, HH producer. Okay. And uh, the other partner. So they were. The, the, they're. Uh, I don't. I think one of them is married. The other one's not. Okay. Or maybe they both are. But okay. they were there with their uh, significant others. Cool. And they had a uh, pretty good show uh, next night at uh, Pot Slam. Oh, cool. So that's what they were in town for. I should check that out. You should? Yeah. <laughs> so it, not only did Monix run in to save the day for Jody Fludge, he, at the end of his match, he gets jumped by uh, Jacobs and Braven, the school. The school were, every, and, there were it was like four, it was like four saves in a row or like four. Right. I'm like, damn, Monix has not had a break, <laughs> you know? So let me, let's talk about the Monix Carlos Romo match. Yes. So this was the, the, I'm going to snap another mic. That was a good snap. It's a snap when you when you're walking down a, a fall day in Chicago <laughs> with a sweatshirt on and you're just like in shorts and you're just crisp, crisp, crisp. Yes, this uh, was Monix's. This was the crispest Monix match I've ever seen. Okay, this was this flowed extremely well, and it was a t- bunch of technical stuff. He was in there with a super athletic guy who impressed. And Carlos Romo. Submissions after submissions and roll-up pins combined with submissions. Like, it was yeah. very technical. This is one of my favorite Monix matches maybe ever in a while. I thought he just looked the cleanest. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it was like I didn't, I really couldn't like even like nitpick anything that I saw that I didn't like. And he hit the final phase. Really hard. Really hard. And on his first call for the final phase. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who I was next to, and I'm like, man, Pat calls the final phase, but you know, something something happens, and he can't connect on that first yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's kind of probably <laughs> why, the, why the call is there, so the heel can be like reversal. Right, right. right, right. So, uh, but this time he he hit it, and match was over. It was done. Lights was, out. He picks up the win. <laughs> so crisp match, huh? Crisp. Take it home, wreckers. Bucky Collins, Corbin, and Kenny Sutra versus Eric Cannon. The returning man, Nix, and Alex Olsen. The returning man, Nicholas. As I was mentioning earlier, uh, 
I think this is the first time Logan Squaratorium gets the full-on Purple Rain entrance. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It felt like it. Maybe. Uh, and the lighting was, was great. Well, they, these, Mad Next and Olsen, were they surprise people? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think the only one announced was Eric Cannon and, and two other people. And two, yeah. Two, two surprise, mm-hmm. you know, entrance to that match. So. Yeah. Uh, ticket homeworkers uh, required a five bell salute for McFinnegan because he's injured. <laughs> yes. The healish yeah. tactics here are just so like creative and funny. Mm-hmm. So I, I really dig this guys, but I think at some point like some shenanigans. Like I, I don't I don't see them staying together for long. You know you don't think so? I don't think so. Hmm. I think you could even put Mikey back in and just have the four of them be a faction. And I th- I like how Kenny Sutra got the pin in this one. That yeah, that was different. Cause mm-hmm. then makes him not look like a weak link. I the, feel I feel like crew. he's the the one that's gonna like mess things up for everybody. He could, yeah, he could. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, um, I like how they use the lucha house rules to their advantage, and it's something you forget about, and you're like, oh wait, that's legal, and the person just came in because you know they're in a submission and they roll out of the ring, and right. that allows a new person to come in. Yeah. So they use those rules to their advantage, which I think is really smart. For this match, uh, they allowed uh, a gentleman that had his bachelor's party there to to announce them, right? It was this oh, match. yeah. I was wondering who the hell that dude was. Yeah. So you can, I guess you couldn't hear that clearly, you know, when, when Kirby was making the announcement. But he's yeah. like, they were letting him announce this match. Bachelor party uh, at a freelance show. That sounds That makes like sense. Yeah. Uh, it's a party. It's a party, right? And sure enough, after this match, uh, you get uh, Robert Eagle and Frank Frank Clown. Yeah, I didn't even put him in my notes. <laughs> you didn't even put him. In- yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they just go out there, trash talk the guy, shove a pie in his face, cake or cake. It was a birthday cake because it wasn't a Frank Clown's birthday. Pretty was it? Sure. I think I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Mm, I I thought that night was Ethan Page's birthday. I think it might have been both. Mm, I don't know, but. Neither got the cake. Yeah, that was that um, that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the funny, the funniest part about Frank the Crown's promo when he was like talking about Swaggle and how he's like trying to sell his book deal to hold on to it, any shred of relevance uh-huh. he has. I was like, bro, you're talking about yourself, right? You're talking about yourself. You're on a a reality TV show, quote quote unquote. With now you're trying. He's a to WWE hold on. Network superstar, right? That's why I thought it was ironic. <laughs> And um, and his punchline at the end is that he retired Kyler Ray, but that was shortly lived. Yep. Because uh, I think that next night is when she um, wrestled for Freelance Underground. That's funny how that even turned out like that. Mm-hmm. He said that, and then the next night she came back. Yep. He woke her from <laughs> her slumber. Right. So at least he can't say that anymore. Kylie versus Frank. Well, no, like Frank can't say he was. The last match Kylie had. Right. All right. So moving on, tag match for the well, freelance tag team championship. Psst. Right. There's two belts. <laughs> two belts. <laughs> Space Pirates versus the Sea Stars. Yeah, this was a very aquatic themed match. <laughs> I think this was one of the best Sea Stars matches I've seen. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, I guy. I have mixed feelings about them. With you. Yeah, right. Have I have feelings. mixed feelings about them, but this match they had, like they had, I think it was pretty good. I, I really liked it. They had good chemistry with uh, the Space Pirates. Yeah. So I thought that I think that the finish was. Oh, I, in my notes, missed. I said there was a little misstep. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't a misstep. 
There was. A, oh, there wasn't a misstep. There wasn't. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so we've learned that Ashley Vox is immune to banana peels. <laughs> right. She just doesn't walks right through those banana peels. Right. But no, it um, was funny how monkeys like. Damn it! You didn't step on it. So you just shoved her, <laughs> and then, and then just got rid of the banana peel from the ring. Yeah. Just threw it out there. Um, but no. So that was a, let's follow up that with a positive. My positive to follow that up is they have a really cool finisher. The fish uh, flop. The fl- yeah. They tried it like a couple times. They finally connected at the end, but yeah. it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Space Pirates win. Those, oh, and that was uh, that was a roll. It was a sort of a roll up pin. So that was two. Oh, it was a sort. Yeah, it yeah. was a roll up victory. Mm-hmm. It did come a little bit out of nowhere, but it was good. Like I said, I really enjoyed this match. The freelance legacy champion put up an open challenge, which this the the champion is I Candy Elliot. Yep. And Gregory Iron, little daddy. Little daddy. He responded to this challenge. Uh, unfortunately, his car got broken into that night, and he learned that right before going to the ring. Yikes. So that was shitty. Wait, it's just. Maybe he uh, came to the ring real fucking angry. Yeah, he, I mean, shoot he, angry. He cut that promo. And he's like, "This is the wrong night to fuck with little daddy." So, right. I really like that he altered his trunks to say "little daddy" on his ass. Yep, and he had white boots, uh, and somehow he's an accepted baby face, and like it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole little daddy gimmick got over real quick with the freelance crowd. Yep, and that little daddy came out of him not having his trunks because I think uh, he didn't get his luggage. Right. Um, so that's pretty funny. Then now it's that's or a little maybe gimmick. Maybe calls his penis a little daddy. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, one of the notes that I wrote down here is that I really like his uh, Tope Suicida dive. You know, he he can't put both hands up, so he dives through the middle rope, and then sort of like churns, so it becomes like a shoulder uh, charge. Sort of. Uh, you know, it all depends on on how far he's going, but it it just looks like the um, coffin drop. Is it, is Darby, it Allen? Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Yes, Darby Allen. Yes, Darby. Which, Allen. by the way, we are missing AEW third weekend, oh, and we're no. not watching live. Oh no! What kind of fans are we, Charlie? Oh no! The ones in that <laughs> wars. Oh no! Who are we watching? Champa's back tonight. That is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Champa's definitely keeping me on NXT alert. For I sure. mean, I don't have cable, so. Oh. Oh, right. I'm fucked. There's yeah. a British bulldog, I would say. <laughs> I'm DVR and everything, and I'm not watching anything. <laughs> no. That's worse than me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll DVR it. I'll, I'll definitely watch uh, I'll watch some NXT, and I'll, I'll watch uh, AEW for sure. Yeah. I usually watch it the next morning. Yeah, you can tell yourself that. Uh, it's fine. All right. All right. When you Keep want spoilers, updated. you Keep let me know. <laughs> I might just do the old pay-per-views only thing with AEW. Not that it's not, nothing mm-hmm. against them. Right. Eh, that might not be bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. So going back to this match, uh, I Candy LA retains, and this means that I Candy is seven and zero in 2019. I have that down as well. Seven and zero. He wins with a STF submission. Right. And he's he does his own version of the Lion Tamer, which I think is sweet. And then he turned it into an STF. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh. And, oh, no pun there. Um. I think it's sweet. I Candy. I Candy. It's sweet. But it's cool. Not enough people... I mean, Jericho doesn't even do the Lion Tamer, the Walls of Jericho, the old school way anymore. Right, right, with the knee on the back. So so he might be Mm -hmm. the only person in the world doing that submission move. I don't know. He might be. Well, I don't know. Have they announced anybody uh, against... uh Eye candy for next show? Bro, they have? You're, you're, bro, you're right, right. I'm just asking. It was yeah. a yes or no question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Jordan Grace versus Thunder Rosa. Whew. I mean, this could headline any show. It really could. Uh, this might have been my favorite match. This or I think the Monix Romo match were like uh, it was hard to me. pick. It was Monix Romo, this Jordan Grace versus Thunder Rosa, or Isaiah's versus Jody. Okay. Like I, I I don't know what I would pick. Yeah. But yeah, this was. I think you said it earlier, and I don't know if we were recording already when we talked briefly about it, but it was like a pure wrestling match. Yeah, we were. Um, and one of the announcers said it too, like, don't stereotype these two because they're like, mm-hmm. they're like, they're like technical out of the gate, and then it turns into power, and like they they just didn't have like one style. They right. were like all styles this match. And, and I saw really some cool. like MMA positioning and movements from Thunder Rosa, which hey. the they all the, the announcers also called it I out. Remember Sterling, yeah, called mm-hmm. that out that she's getting in the cage. She is, which is crazy to transition to. Right, and I mean it's just uh, for a couple matches, and I, I don't think that means that she's out of pro wrestling. She's still going to be. Oh no, you know. Well, she doesn't have a contract, but yeah, with with. A pro, any pro wrestling company. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, she's still going to be wrestling and she's going to be doing MMA. So, yeah, that's that true. should be interesting. And, you know, hope she's able to keep up. Like, that has to be super tough. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, don't know, know how you go from fake hurting someone to like actually hurting someone and mm-hmm. just like kind of flip the switch on that. But we wish her the best of luck as always. And we're in her corner. Yeah. And, and the crowd was in her corner this match. Unfortunately, Jordan Grace wins with a Grace driver, which mm-hmm. is kind of that like same. Penta does the same move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but like, pub handle slam. Yeah, kind of. Turn into a pin. Yeah. yeah. It looks really cool, though. And, uh, yeah, Jordan Grace going over here. Yeah. Which is a little off the script. Not off the script, but off of, like, what you would, a, a smarky smark would predict. And, right. And uh, that's cool. I mean, maybe then she uh, comes back. K-Mel mentioned that Jordan Grace wasn't the first ever freelance show. Did you catch that? Oh, I think I've seen a clip of that. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, he's Did like, she wrestle Nick's? I don't know if she wrestles. I, I just, saw a really weird clip once of like Nixon and Jordan Grace, and Jordan Grace was really young and like mm-hmm. not in her gear, and she just yeah. looked like she hadn't like found herself yet. Okay. I think. Yeah, no, I haven't seen any of that, but I know that he mentioned it. He's like, hey, maybe you don't want to wait 50 shows to come back to freelance. You're always welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, main event. Um, I had mixed feelings about this match. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it as a match, as a wrestling match. It was it was entertaining. It had funny spots. It had you know power spots. It was interesting um, to work in Swaggle into like triple threats into stuff. these two big ass dudes. Yeah, it was funny. At some point, like they're they're trading blows, and Swaggle's just looking at them. I know. Like, I thought he was gonna like low blow both of them at <laughs> yeah, the same yeah. time, and he didn't do that. Uh, but I guess that was a funny spot, right? That like he's not within height, so they were just punching each other. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I left. Like literally, I was in my office and I left really hard. Was where uh, they call is like, oh, in a basement, uh, whatever, a basement kick or super kick. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, basement kicks are when they're like on their knees. Like Swaggle was standing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, like it was an entertaining match, but I'm like, I'm ready for Ethan to face a serious opponent. Yeah. I know. I feel like this run has been sort of lackluster, and it's interesting. And I know they're making the best out of it, and with Ricochet and Page and all. But yeah. I, it's time to see Ethan. It hasn't like grabbed me by the. This run hasn't like uh, been made me super excited yet. Yeah. Um, but to follow it up with a positive, which is we always do. Do you see Ego's promo at the end yeah. after he won? 
Yeah, yeah. It was a one. It was just one. He just started. There was no pauses, breaks. There was nothing right. to catch his breath. He started. He just kept talking, 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 Like, I'm already out of breath saying yeah. that. For, like, what felt like five minutes. Right. You and don't then see his, the promo. his promo cadence. <laughs> he doesn't take a pause. Like, no. a lot of wrestlers <laughs> would, like, and I'm going to go after you. And then I'm going to do this. Because I know, want the belt. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, But him, like he could just like look at something and make something out of nothing and yeah. just go from that and tie it back to point A. Like, right. Yeah, he's so quick and so good in the mic. Like the the words before they, like, he before even they went come at, out, they're already in his head, then they go out and, <laughs> and then it's just like reloads right away and he's got yeah. more words coming out. And like, like He even like said some shit about Frank the Clown that was up in the balcony. And, right. Took offense um, to that. Yeah, so yeah, my note is like, all right, I'm ready for a more serious feud with yeah. Ollie Eagle Ethan Page as a champion. I am too, and so. uh, I think I think like the match was good, so they finished like the RSP thing mm-hmm. on a high note. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard when he's not always there, but it's not like his fault because he's booked right. and stuff. And it allowed so for it allowed- Ethan to have also some fuel and to you know like I'm you know I'm done with this. So right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they covered it really, kind of really well. But there, it felt like there was just a lull, and then it was like, oh, mm-hmm. now it's back. And that's not really anyone's fault. But I, I still think that the, assuming that he's done wrestling Ricky Shane Page, I think it, I, that, that was a good match. And the promo was just spectacular because it was like one run-on sentence that went on forever. Yeah. And like you just, you were like, okay, that's going to be it. And then he just kept going and going and saying all these like things that made sense. Yep. So so far he's defended his title six times. Yeah. Um, and we'll see who the seventh is. Is there an announcement for that? Yes or no? Um, let's check Twitter. All right. So let's move on to what's upcoming on October twenty fifth. Is that correct? Yes, October twenty fifth. Doors eight show is at nine at the Logan Square Auditorium. At the Local Square Auditorium, tickets available now at freelancewrestling.com. Let's go to media. Um, triple threat match: Trip Cassidy versus Robert Ego Anthony versus Taz Craven. Okay. Or Craven, excuse me. Craven, yeah. Just Craven, the Australian. The Australian sensation. guy, That's right? What yeah. Taz, T A S stands mm-hmm. for. The Australian sens- sensation, Craven. This one doesn't really get me jazzed up. It's the Take It Home Wreckers, Sutra, Corbin, and Collins versus uh, St- Steve Manders, Atticus Kogar, and Eric Cannon. Okay. So it seems like Eric Cannon is just finding the right. He's looking for the right team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get a lot of. Sh- Eric Cannon's gonna get a lot of shots to take down the the Take It Home Wreckers. They don't really seem to have a direction to me. Okay. Right now. Yeah. They have a really strong gimmick. But there's no, I don't see them. They're obviously not going for the belts, right? If it, they had like either one or two, or like a tag team or a one on one, and then the rest of them being in the outside, not necessarily this three on three uh, thing that they keep doing because it feels repetitive after a while. I like no. Uh, or, or, well, or, that's a that's mm-hmm. not a bad opinion. I do like the three on three, but it just seems like it seems like a like with Eric Cannon being in it again. It kind of feels like. You're you're playing a video game and you're Eric Cannon and you can't beat this one level so you just keep, you keep retrying <laughs> it with all these different people and it just like feels sl- a little bit monotonous. But I guarantee the the Taken Home Records are going to turn it into gold and Steve Manders being back is really cool. Yeah, so that's a positive. 
Um, see, I'm following up. I'm following. I'm, I'm saying a lot of positive things. The N words versus the following. So right. the following is uh, important. Pariah and Elena Black are mm. the two representatives. Okay. So that is. I'm really looking forward to that because there's a lot of story built in there. There's a GIF of Walter White. Okay. And have you seen El Camino? I didn't. I didn't watch it yet. I want to watch it. I'm I was, gonna watch it. I was trying to hold on so bad because I'm like, fuck. Like I don't want to. I don't want this to like not last you know i'm just gonna watch it and it's gonna be the end and like i really like breaking uh, yeah. bad i know you do it's so, your favorite right yeah so yeah. i i gave in and uh i watched it i think uh sometime over the weekend how was it it was good it was good but uh i'll hold my opinions we can talk about it in a different episode okay so you can watch it um gpa versus gregory iron that all the matches might be announced now gpa versus gregory iron hmm okay I Interesting. Like yeah, I like it. Halloween Rumble. That's my favorite. You're I in it this year. I, I can't wait for it. Spoiler, <laughs> the breaking news, Chris Romero is in the Halloween Rumble. You know, based you on uh, the Halloween costume I have in mind, I might just be thrown in there. Well, I'll help you practice top rope <laughs> off or top rope clothesline bumps. Yeah, okay. that, that's the safest probably. Yeah. I don't want to get tossed out. Right, because I know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Space Pirates versus Rockness Monsters. Who, who are they? They're, they wrestle at bar wrestling a lot. Supposedly, they're really, they're really good. Okay. Um, Isaiah. Is, are the titles on the line? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah's versus Shotzi rematch. Dude, yeah, I saw that. Which is cool. This is Because this is Shotzi's kind of like goodbye tour. Probably. Yep. Mitchell versus Durst versus Deppin versus Ricky Shane Page. Deppin is somebody that I've never seen live. I hear good things about him. Yeah, I've seen him wrestle on like some GCW shows that I've ordered on Fight. Oh, okay, he's yeah, really I know he's wa- he's really good. He's like sort of wacky, mm-hmm. um, but like really, he looks like a plain. He looks very plain, but he's like really enthusiastic. Yeah. He, um, I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, he he was at a I think the freelance versus GCW show. Yeah, uh, I but I, that's the one I didn't make. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, so this is a number one contenders match that I just said. Craig Mitchell versus Kobe Durst versus Tony Deppin versus Ricky Shane Page. For the main title? Yeah. Freelance World Championship number mm. one contenders match. So it could be Craig. It could be Kobe. It could Kobe be t- would be really interesting. Tony I mean, Deppin. I love Craig, but Kobe, he's sometimes overlooked, maybe. Yeah. If you're looking for a Kobe mm-hmm. Durst-Ethan Page feud, Black Label Pro. Right, just that's true. One. Um, not to say that right, right. Lance shouldn't. Um, I'm just saying, you the listener, if you want to see those two people wrestle, they just had a bunch of matches. And probably main eventing, Freelance Legacy Championship, Icandy Elliott versus Project Monix. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. New champ? New champ. New I, champ. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, I just listed off... So including... So the first... I just listed off... Um, Sounds like Six enough matches. Plus seven, plus eight, plus nine. There's stuff. If you include the Halloween Rumble, that's the, nine the Halloween Rumble. It takes about like what forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's so fun that I can't wait to see Castro do his thing. Like he is he gonna be in it? Is he? Is I, he oh, I don't know okay? if he's good. Like, he should be good. Well, I don't know if he should be good, but I hope so. At least do some. He's really creative. Who are you gonna be? Um. I can't give it away, dude. Okay. I, I, are they doing a contest this year? Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, they are doing a Halloween. Let's say that stuff. 
your freelance your 2020 freelance wrestling schedule is announced. Uh, you, <laughs> right. You can get season tickets. Some notable shows. May 8th of 2020 is another freelance rumble. Uh, June 5th is a six-year anniversary show, um, which is usually freelance versus the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Ju- July 10th of 2020 is Wet Hot American Super Show 3, your favorite show title ever, because <laughs> um, you're great at saying it. Two 2020 freelance season pass perks, admission to every single event we do at Local Square Auditorium in 2020. The ability to reserve the same seat for every show, available for first and second row options only. Free swag on select months. First row will receive a commemorative show poster each month. That's new. That's cool. Complimentary season pass laminates. Okay. They are busting. <laughs> no, that's that's a cool package. And I know, like, last uh, season ticket holders, they had... Um, it's when uh, Nick's released, uh, I think, the pins, right? I think the freelance so. pins. That so, sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't remember what I did yesterday, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for that. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. Like it's, uh, do they have the name off prices yet? Like, uh, no. So you're supposed to email freelancewrestling at gmail.com. Okay. For more information. Info. There you go. Um, and freelance Halloween costume contest. The rule number one, no weapons. Damn it. <laughs> okay. I might have to rethink my strategy. Okay, rethink it. I'm glad I'm letting you know mm-hmm. this early in advance. So what if I dress up as uh, Josh Alexander and I'm the walking weapon? Oh! <laughs> you are disqualified, I think, because you're technically <laughs> Automatic <a> DQ, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I, I remember uh, re- replying to one tweet. I was like, so if you're Steve Blackman, you can't bring nunchucks. No, mm-hmm. nunchucks. If you're the big boss man, no night night nightstick. No nightstick. Um, what other weapon wrestler kind of uh, the if, if you're Hakushi, the kendo stick? Oh yeah, if you're Tommy Dream, or if you're the Sandman, <laughs> right, right. Don't bring a kendo stick if you're. Uh, I was gonna say uh, did anyone have a sword? Maybe not. I was gonna say Hakushi. No, I don't know. Did he have swords? I don't think so. No. Regardless, um, no weapons. No weapons. Mm-hmm. What if you're the golden gun, Mark Wheeler? Are you allowed? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. That, that falls right in, the, yeah, in line yeah. with weapon. <laughs> that's a weapon. Um, what if you have really jacked muscles? And you have guns? they got to have the safety <laughs> on, probably. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, rule number two. Judged based on wrestler lookalike. So how well you look, probably. So the criteria is probably how okay. similar you look to a certain wrestler. So this is specifically a wrestling... You have to dress up as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Don't come dressed up as Freddy Krueger. Right. Because your Freddy Krueger costume is probably awesome, but it's not a, He's it's not not, a Yeah, he never took a bump. No, never, <laughs> never took a bump. Uh, rule number three, which is not really a rule, is winner receives two free tickets to the November show. To the November show. That's the rule. That's the price. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll rethink my strategy... Okay. <laughs> and see what happens in October 25th. Think it over. And uh, uh, last year's winner was. Do you remember who it was? Yeah, the guy who dressed up like Two Juice. That's right. It was Two Juice. But so there was uh, a referee. I don't mm-hmm. think a referee costume can win. Why? Because they said based on the best lookalike wrestler. Ooh. They didn't say. That's equivalent to the fine print right there. Like, you got to read between the lines. 
Yeah. Tujus is a referee, not a wrestler. Not a wrestler. What if it's a special guest referee? Like a Mick Foley. (laughs) With a referee t-shirt. I think that would count. Because it's a wrestler as a referee. And you're dressed... That's that's very meta. mm -hmm. You're dressed as a wrestler who's dressed as a referee. Yep. That's like three You got to find the loopholes. Loopholes in the system. (laughs) Is that who you're going to be? I don't know. We'll see. I'm really excited to see... Who goes out? <laughs> How uh, who, deep you dig in the in the pool of random wrestlers to dress up as? Yeah, who do you who do you who would you like to see a parody of? A parody of? Um, what about like a who is the guy Conan was? Max Moon? That would be insane. I don't even know if that costume exists. Yeah, Can I don't you imagine recreating it. Yeah, I heard James Camioni is going to be dressed as Marty Jannetty. <laughs> I hear that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Actually, two juices. Two juices is going. Gonna, he's rockers. coming in as uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they're going to be the the rockers though, specifically. Yep. Yep. Um, so that should be interesting. It's always a fun time. So looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to you coming out as number thirty and winning, <laughs> winning this whole damn thing. Dude, I don't think we know the number, right? Oh, is it? Actually, I think there might be like twenty people, right? Right. I don't yeah. think there's there's a thirty. It's not the Royal Rumble. It's the Halloween Rumble. Uh, Scrump one. Right with the uh, penis druid costume. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anything goes. Anything um, goes. Val was out there too. As uh, Candler, Candice LeRae. Val was Candice LeRae. Oh yeah, BD Smooth. BD Smooth was Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. Caster the three faces of Foley and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, someone was nails. Yes, someone was nails. Uh, there was uh, Triple H. One of the C stars was Triple H. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Did they have they have like the oh, backwards that, uh, Kangle hat? Yeah, at the at the entrance. Yeah. Uh, then uh, there was a uh, Tom, the I illuminate events guy. He oh, came as Austin. He was Austin. Yeah. Did, was really did a couple good. stunners. Yeah. That was really good. Did he take a top rope bump? Maybe he had to get eliminated, right? Yeah, you can take a top rope bump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. That's my favorite match. This. Upcoming this October 25th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else going anything on? Anything else going on? Yeah. I mean, on, so that the 25th is Freelance. The 26th is Freelance Underground and Joliet. And Joliet. And, and then... Uh, the, Wrestling is what you crave. Right. And then on the 27th is Galimania. Is that the one with Ray Phoenix right on the... Uh, yes. Uh, both right? Lucha Brothers were announced, but unfortunately, Penta is not able to make it. So they already told everybody that he's not going to make it, but Phoenix will. Uh, Gringo Loco is a fucking golly Lucha Libre champion. And he took a, someone took a, I don't know if that was Basil. It was Basil, yeah. took a really cool photo of him after, mm-hmm. and he looks perfect. Yeah. He looks like such a I was like, all right, you can keep the hair. Photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you look good in it. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he looks great, and... Congrats. Like, I'm yeah. sure that was, like, you know, well-deserved. Yeah, and, right. uh, you know, he and put in the work. coming. Yeah, I was actually pretty close to going to that show, but, you know, didn't make it. And, you know, I would have loved to be there. But regardless, uh, at some point, I think, well, we can go back on, on Gali's Facebook page and still see the shows that they stream live. Yeah. So I might just dig around for that match. Yeah, dig around for that uh, match, yeah. You know, versus Arrowboy, who held the title, I don't know, for how long. Looking forward to, to that big wrestling weekend, but this weekend... Coming up, what are we doing? We have been confirmed 
after some nudging. After thanks, shout out to Steve from Warrior, uh, for a little nudge, nudgy nudge. Going to All Glory, the All fan Glory. fest. We're gonna have a, a a small little little corner table, little corner table, and a dark corner of the room where it's gonna be very cold and damp. And wet. <laughs> we'll not wet. Hopefully not wet, because we need some electricity to run through. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll we'll be in the darkest corner of the room. Taking up as little space as possible. <laughs> Stop by, say hi. Are we doing buffet line questions? Do you want to? I was thinking we just go real off the cuff. Nothing like being prepared. Just call it on the spot. I'm <laughs> I down. Think, I think we were just gonna. I think. I think we just go off the cuff. Yeah, that's fine. Just, uh, yeah, do like five minute chats and stuff like that. Sounds good to me. So we'll be doing that uh, this Friday. No, this Saturday, October the nineteenth. 6 p.m. Marionette Park. Bourbon Street. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Bourbon, Bourbon Street. The name of the bar is Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, Illinois. That's and, right. Yeah, there's a bunch of people wrestling on that show, and it's going to be a good time. I'm yeah, go back and it. listen to our previous episode where we talked with Matt from Solo Pro. We talked about the matches that he put together. Yep. Uh, we talked about, in general, of the whole card of that show. Yep. Um, all right, man. So I think that that's all. That's all we got. I think that's it. Looking forward to more wrestling shows. Uh, this Friday at Bourbon Street. Next Friday. Uh, no. This Saturday. It's, not, it's Saturday. I got to put it in my calendar before I show up at Bourbon on Friday. You probably should. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the following Friday, October 25th, that is Freelance. Things that uh, go bump in the ring. Things that go bump in the ring. Yeah. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So before we close out this episode, we have Richard. Richard is going to be giving you his, a solo segment of his freelance rankings power list. Right. And uh, if you listen to the previous episode where we had him at Warrior Wrestling Fan Fest, he explains a little bit about that. And the changes that are happening on the power rankings is that he's not just giving his top 10 uh, rankings on freelance roster. It's just a top 10 of... Top 10 wrestlers from the previous freelance wrestling show. Yes. Who performed the best from the previous freelance wrestling show? Right. That's what this top 10 list is going to be. So, yeah, let's send it off to him. But before we go, do you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Two Heels and a Face, number two Heels and a Face. You can visit our website at Two Heels and a Face.com. You can get hoodies, Two Heels and a Face hoodies, at watermaneuver.net. It's hoodie season. It and is hoodie season. It is. We, we can Hot finally damn. plug that properly. Hot <laughs> <laughs> damn, it's hoodie season. And you can also check out other merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash two heels and a face. Yep. And you can check out the rest of the episodes. Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify next week. God damn it, next week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's take it to Richard. List. Hashtag push Baco. Hashtag BWGPA. It's time! It's time! What's up, good people? This is Rashard here, and I'm here to present your top 10 superstars of the previous freelance wrestling show, I Want to Believe. And I definitely want to believe that almost all of these superstars will eventually come back into a freelance ring near you. Coming in at number 10 is the C-Stars. Their match against the number 9 ranked on this list, Space Pirates. Incredible match. Incredible chemistry and possibly one of the best tag team matches I've seen that month. The Space Pirates proved that they are one of the most dominant teams in freelance wrestling, keeping their freelance wrestling tag team champions intact. 
Coming in at number eight is Jordan Grace. Thick Mamba Pump, and she had the crowd pumped because she had the crowd in her hands. Going up against Thunder Rosa and getting the victory, I definitely, hopefully, will be able to see her again in a freelance ring. Coming in at number seven is Eye Candy Elliot Paul, and his match against Gregory Iron was definitely sweet as candy. Definitely a great match. Definitely a great pop-up match, an open challenge match that Gregory Iron answered, but I Candy remained on top, and he remains undefeated holding that championship. Coming in at number six is Jody Fleisch. He went up against the number five ranked here, Isaiah Velasquez. Definitely, if this match were to be ranked, it would definitely be ranked probably five stars. One of the matches that took the show tonight. Hopefully, we get to see Jody back in the ring. But, unfortunately, he had to take the loss because of Isaiah and his fuckboy cronies. Isaiah, he's a good guy, but he has some dirty tactics up his sleeve right now. Coming in at number four is Project Pat Monix. His match against Carlos Romo was definitely a good match. I've seen a lot of chemistry between those two. Project Monix pulled some things out of his sleeve that we haven't seen before. And like he said, the project is still not complete. So be on the lookout for more unexpected moves from the Project Monix. Coming in at number three is the Take It Home Wreckers with Derek Corbin leading the way. They're missing out on their boy Mikey. We all wish him the best of health. But right now, Kenny Sutra is taking over the spot right now. It may seem like they're losing some chemistry, but either way, they're still attacking on the W's in the win column, and that's all that matters right now. Coming in at number two is Lainey Luck. She made history in freelance wrestling, becoming the first woman to win the first ever She Lands All Women's Scramble match. And when you make history, you deserve to be atop of any ranking that you're in. Incredible match from all the women, and Lainey came out on top. And coming in at number one on the top ten list is the freelance wrestling world champion, All Ego, Ethan Page. The triple threat match between him, Ricky Shane Page, and Hornswoggle, definitely a great match of the night. Ethan Page came out on top, and he proved to us once again that he deserves some better talent or some more incredible talent in freelance wrestling. That about does it. You can follow me on all my social media platforms at I am Richard H. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.